thank you for tuning in to Splat Attack. This episode, we will be discussing our top five favorite Salute Your Shorts episodes with special guests Venus DeMilo and Justin Galosi. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit the like button and subscribe. If you are listening on a podcast app, please leave us a review if the app you are using allows you to do so. I know you hear this a lot from other content creators, but in all honesty, it does help our channel grow so we can reach more Slimesters who are looking for memories of our slime-filled past. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe to our Patreon. We have exclusive episodes, bonus content, and watch parties every month. Go to patreon.com slash splatattack. Thank you all for your support, and enjoy our top five favorite Salute Your Shorts episodes. No TV, no parents, no phone, no piano lessons, playing baseball and living in a bunk, it's totally uncivilized, playing baseball, living in a bunk, it's total freedom. If you despise camp, watch Salute Your Shorts, and if you love camp, watch Salute Your Shorts. Nickelodeon loves, hates camp on Salute Your Shorts, weekdays at 5.30, 4.30 Central. On Nickelodeon. Welcome to the new improved slime tanks, slimesters and gackoids. This is Splat Attack, a video-powered 90s podcast dedicated to preserving our slime-filled past. I'm your Gak Pack co-host, Brett. And I'm your slimerific co-host, Alex. And Brett, what are we doing at camp today? Well, summer camp is a place I like to call, call home, away from home, and all the chaos, of, you know, just get away from all the chaos of town. It's got birds, trees, bees. <laughs> it's even got scraped knees from all the o- outdoor activities kids do here daily. Man, I sound like a rapper or something. <laughs> uh, I felt it was time to retreat to the woods and just decompress and get away from it all, especially all those beach episodes we've done. So, you know, what better place to go to than the happiest place on earth, as Dr. Khan would say, Camp Anawana. Yeah, I, I, I've heard about this place before in my childhood somewhere along the line. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the show always filled me with so much joyful memories, so it only made sense that we'd visit this pristine location as I got behind me uh, a nice picture of Franklin uh, Canyon National Park where it was filmed. Um, of course, we're talking Salute Your Shorts today, and before we head on our adventure to tour you know, the different areas and activities around camp, who do we have to join us as our bunkmates? Hey everybody, it's awful awful time! Well, we have friend of the podcast, Justin Galosi, and also Salute Your Shorts alum, Venus DeMilo, who was Telly on the show. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> Excited to do this. Yeah, thanks for guiding us around camp. I mean, it's been so many years since we've visited here, and I know Salute Your Shorts is a is a personal, like, cult classic favorite among the 90s Nickelodeon community. Very I know much. Alex and I personally just love revisiting it over and over again and even Justin too as we've all had some experience talking about the show on podcast or on videos or Instagram live you name it so we're really excited to just share some of our favorite episodes that come to mind that uh, spark some fond memories both you know when we grew up with it and even now so before we dive into what are we talking about today Brett well uh, we're actually talking about our favorite salute you shorts episodes 
Um, and basically what we're going to do is similar to like the 90s Nick Jr. one is we'll just list a few of our favorites. Uh, for the sake of time, we're going to do three each since it's a lot to get through. But I figured, you know, pick any of them that have a specific memorable aspect to it and explain why they're our favorite picks. And after all that's done, we're going to do uh, one honorable mention and then head right into one of our patented segments. So before we go into that, uh, I, I know that Salute Your Shorts means a lot to both myself and to Brett, but we're going to shift over to Justin for a moment. And Justin, what does Salute Your Shorts mean to you? How did you get into the show? What memories do you have? Well, I remember catching it when it first aired for the first time. So I've been I've been along since day one. Uh, what it means to me, even to this day, when it's hot out and it's summertime and I don't have access to a pool, I like to just come inside and like plop down and watch watch episodes of Silly Your Shorts. I've been doing it um, all summer, actually, even before Brett invited me on to do this. I was already in the mood to, to watch some episodes. So it's something I revisit often. Uh, it just reminds me of, I've never been to camp, so I don't have that kind of connection, but just reminds me of being a kid, summer, hanging out with your best friends and just making some some good memories. That's wonderful to hear, Justin. Yeah, I, I always felt that whenever the show came on, like the one of the best things about watching it was just feeling that deep connection to all the characters. It was like these kids that you would just meet in everyday life, except you got to go to camp with them through the TV show, which I think is great. And Venus, uh, obviously we know your connection with the show, uh, but what what did being on this show mean to you? Oh man, it, uh, it to this day, I, I, I love the response that I get from people, like people that have actually know me, but didn't realize I was on the show, especially. <laughs> And we're like, you don't understand. My, my my brother just sent me the song and we just send it to each other just to cheer each other up. Like it's a part of my, like like who I am, you know? So that's, it's so cool to see that. I mean, especially with that song. I mean, it just it's it, you can start singing it anywhere and somebody will join in, you know? Uh, it's amazing to me how many people uh, it's actually touched, you know? um and and how how cool it's still it's still you know around and, and watching it still today it's actually funny it's actually good you know it still holds up um and then that that time period that the 90s like it it it, it makes you it takes you back to that time and that feeling when before a lot of the things are the way they are now um uh, we were living in a almost like a different world so it really does transport you to a different time, a different place. And it lets you like get a break from, you know, the craziness that is today, you know? I, I just thought of something uh, because I, I've had the opportunity to interview you before, uh, just about a little over a year ago. And I didn't think about this until just now, but how many times do you get asked to do the theme song? No, I, I, I don't have to be asked. I just start singing, <laughs> and everyone just starts singing along. You know, the funny thing is, like I could be anywhere and be talking to someone, and then the overhear is talking and not still not know I was on the show, and they're like, just start singing the song. 
like you know it's like so it's uh but no i love it so much it's so much fun it's it and every time you start singing it everybody who wants to join in it's just always a good time you know i'm trying yeah. very hard to restrain myself from starting to sing <laughs> and it's like that like when you hear that trumpet start it's like time you know it like it gets you going i don't know what it is i think yeah any song that got let you say fart especially for our age range it was just almost like you know like yeah you know it was like a bad song you could sing you know get away not not really get in trouble yeah, totally. Well, speaking of taboo, one of my picks has something that's fairly taboo. So let's let's jump into our our uh, top three favorite picks. So we'll start off with Brett. What is one of your choices, my friend? Well, I I picked these in order, so I'm going from season one to season two with my picks. And as much as I'd love to pick literally like every episode of this show because I really do love it that much, um, I went I went for the more like deeper cuts with my three picks. And this one really speaks to me because even though I wasn't very good at sports growing up, like I, I showed a good hustle, but I just couldn't like throw balls very well. Um, this one gave me a lot of inspiration to just like keep trying and the importance of being like a key team player when it came to like group activities, especially when it was like at camp or even in gym class. And something about this one just really resonated with me um, in terms of like, having your character venus uh really step it up and demonstrate leadership and it, it connected a lot to like me getting in boy scouts and also becoming like senior patrol leader when i you know rise, rose through the ranks in scouts so for that reason i'm going to pick toilet seat basketball as my first pick that's great yeah that was that's fun. a good one was... do you have any uh specific memories tied to doing that one venus uh yes we had, gosh, we had a lot of fun, you know, playing, actually being on the court. So like shooting on a basketball court and being outside with all the cameras and everything, like that's just so much fun. And, and actually being able to be physical. Like I, I specifically remember the thing where Sponge and Donkey Lips are throwing something back and forth through a, a you know, it, it, like that was just so cool. Like shooting that and, um, yeah, that was a really good episode for sure. I, I particularly love uh, Ugg's line when he was like practicing to be referee for the game where he's like, traveling, blocking, charging, you're out of there and like blowing the whistle. I blow my whistle and I dispense justice. You're out of there. Traveling, blocking, charging. 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 You're out of there. That, yeah, that was really, that was really funny. He's real. Oh gosh, yeah, Kirk, we miss him so much. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was that was heartbreaking. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it, Venus, but just a quick aside, I actually did like a tribute, uh, like a memorial statue that I illustrated for him upon his passing back in March uh, on my Brett Wilson Art Instagram page. So uh, if you haven't seen oh, it. You're, you're the artist. Oh, I do yeah. love your stuff. I do a lot of absolutely short stuff. <laughs> oh, well now I know. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, it's like a bronze statue of Ugg and I did like, if uh alex swipes one page it has like a plaque on it that i wrote for him to like honor his memory oh i'll have to check it out oh yeah that's so sweet. 
Uh, just to finish up on toilet seat basketball, it really got me like into sports, even though I wasn't that good in it. And it really taught me a lot about leadership because it showed me example of like what makes a good leader in terms of bringing the team together and coordinating to like win and have a positive attitude. And then it showed the bad example with Budnick, who was just essentially selfish and a ball hog. And of course, that cost you guys the game and put your uh, pitcher on that toilet seat that I think someone threw some... Um, crumple paper through <laughs> the, the loser seat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Gosh, that's good to hear that, that those episodes really, I mean, it made it like help make you a, a better person. <laughs> like that's crazy. It really did in a it strange does. way. <laughs> so it, I, I'm awesome. very honored to share that with you that you're here tonight. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Well, my my three picks, I don't have in any specific order, uh, like not even among my personal favorite to my second. I, I just much like Brett. I love them all. But among my favorites, these are three of them. And uh, because I don't think there is a bad solution shorts episode. It's it was so short that they all were solid. It, it never got to a bad season or a bad episode. But uh, Salute Your Shorts was one of the first TV shows that I really got into as a kid. And even though that some of it may be stereotypical with its storylines in some places uh, to com in comparison with other kids shows, there's still a twist to it for Salute Your Shorts that makes it unique. And with it being my first series that I had seen, I didn't realize that some of the stories were pretty ordinary for the kids programming so they still really resonated with me and this one in particular is uh the radio call-in contest mm -hmm. and, uh that was one that really hit me when i was a kid because i i'm no genius but i was the awkward kid in my class i was the more smart one and I was usually in my books and I would read and draw and then all the other kids were more into doing more adventurous things and playing four squared on the on recess. So I really resonated with Sponge in this episode and uh, especially because whenever there was a class project, everybody would want me to do all the work. And I didn't want to do all of their work. I wanted to do my work and they contribute. And that's kind of what happened on this episode because Sponge called in for the radio. Well, Michael called in for the radio contest, but he had the answer. And then everyone else was wanting to get in on the on the action because the big thing is after you would answer three questions, you'd get $1,000. So everyone is coming out the woodwork, Telly, with, uh, I, I know all this great sports uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, Bud Nick, well, I've know all these uh, music things, and everyone wanted to just feed Sponge with all this information to the point where he he was frazzled, and everyone was really using him and not really working with him, uh, and until the very end, it seemed like he appreciated their knowledge, which was cool to see. But the the thing that I <laughs> I remembered most. Uh, was the fact that the word pissed is in this episode. <laughs> it's not the stupid contest. I'm pissed off because I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Uh, which, again, as a kid, I didn't know that that's not something you're supposed to say. But uh, at least for a child in, who's six or seven years old, you're not supposed to say that. But I did really appreciate the main story of this uh, episode. 
So that always stuck with me of the the, the brainy one with everyone else wanting to feed off that. Oh, it's just it's so cool that everybody could identify with the characters so well and like really take them like internalize that and and like be able to feel more comfortable with yourself because we're represented you know and that's what that's what's that's what's so great about the show i guess i didn't realize that it, it could be such a you know a teaching space for people yeah especially when you're such a young age and you're learning about about sportsmanship and about being a part of a group and things like that mm -hmm. it's it's uh, tv shows as are, are just as influential as uh the way political parties are for adults right or a, a and a child of a and the mindset of a child justin do you have anything to uh, add about radio calling contest because i know you and i like to talk about it on occasion <laughs> yeah i mean it's on my list um it's one of the three that i picked i just i love trivia i absolutely love trivia um everything that was trivia based in that episode sticks to me sticks with me to this day <laughs> I, I randomly drop that knowledge on people and bring it up and reference it <laughs> more often than i'd like to admit yeah what color um, is a giraffe tongue black it's, it's black <laughs> yeah, you know you which i i did i didn't know at the time and that blew my mind right? and there wasn't there wasn't google in your pocket to just look it up i was go. just like That's yes fine. yes <laughs> it's a different time for sure it really mm -hmm. was but it was great how everybody com comes together and like i love when the kids all work together towards a common goal in the episodes and uh the fact that even ug like they were trying to evade ug and then he comes in and helps comes through with the answer everybody just working together you know was, the stakes were high and I feel like that's one thing that this show does so good is just makes those stakes so high that you're on the edge of your seat. Like, are they going to get in trouble? And um, are they going to win the money? It was just a great episode. Uh, Sponge didn't get any sleep and everybody's just drilling him with all this knowledge. And it's just, it's just a lot of fun from start to finish. Ugg's description of the giraffe, the team mascot giraffe at the end, and the way he delivered that line, he, he would say, go oh, team. Our team mascot was a giraffe, a big yellow giraffe. And every time he came out, he'd scream, go giraffe. I thought it was, it still gets me every time when I laugh. Yeah, he's like restraining his, his excitement because he's just so happy to contribute since everyone else already gave their two cents to Sponge to help him win. Um, in regards to what Justin said, this is also one of my favorites, but it's not on my list because I have a different Sponge one on there, hint, hint. Um, I, I really do enjoy trivia as well growing up, and I was actually on the high school bowl team to kind of get into that mindset of like applying, uh, you know, random knowledge, whether I got it from TV or like school to like compete. And I was a little bit too young to remember this episode, but it was one of those ones where I came back to it later and appreciate it because I felt like Sponge was definitely a representative for anyone nerdy or anyone who could like use their smarts to their advantage where you know maybe maybe they weren't the strongest kid in the room but they didn't need to be because it was you know a calling contest so it was it was very memorable for all the trivia and even the quotes too um i think one of my favorites from that is like when dina says for a million i run for a thousand i'll just walk a little faster yeah oh is it my turn now 
Yeah, what is one of your favorites? Oh, either to watch or have done. We were ta- uh, we were talking about it earlier. I would say the Telly and Dina episode where we were trying to compete for bunk cheese. That is something that kind of sticks with me. Shooting that was really special. Um, and yeah, now like my mind is like drawing a complete blank though. But I feel like there's some <laughs> lines in there that I definitely, um, you know, beca- about becoming bunk chief and, and the responsibility. And it was doing a monologue like that at that age was pretty cool, you know, like especially talking about, it's like almost like, a, you know, politics or something, you know? And so it, it was cool to, to to be that adult about something so childish, you know? So, yeah, that was definitely a fun episode. If nothing else, I remember it for the epic pie scene at the end after all right. the boys like were painstakingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pie, yeah. pie I mean, uh, I, I was uh, getting ready to take my entrance exam for high school. So I was eighth grade going into ninth grade. And that night we shot that scene and I still had like pie in my hair from the night before so I remember sitting there and like my hands were all sticky and like it's like I'm taking this test like oh my god I you know how how am I gonna get into you know am I gonna have algebra or what but like you know it just that was I like so I vividly remember that time period and um that pie fight was epic and so much fun to shoot I mean having unlimited pies to throw at each other and we, I mean, we were, it, you, when you watch it, you can tell we were having fun. And the way that like we were throwing them at each other, like it, it like, I, I don't even know how they even got a take without us laughing. Because it's like, you know, it, it, and to be able to, you, everyone would love to have a pie fight, but first of all, you're never gonna have that many pies available in real life, hopefully not. And if you do, you're not going to be throwing them all, right? You know? So, I mean, being able to have that fight and then have people clean it up and then do it again and then change clothes and then do it again, you know? It's like, it was, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, I think it was, it's almost like it's the pie fight episode for me. So I think that's the part of it for sure. I think that scene alone had more pie sling than the entire series of what would you do at the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, and that is known for pie. We didn't have slime on our show or anything, but we didn't need it because there's always some, like I remember the, the boys like had to pretend like they were throwing up. And so we had, they had like chunky chicken soup. Like, so there was always some sort of like cool, gross thing happening. You know, in every episode, some kind of way, we we made our own slime. Well, the show didn't really need it because you guys had so many characters and goofy moment and the style for it too, the way it was uh, shot. It's so easily identifiable that it's it's quirky and it works, especially for Nickelodeon. Uh, Brett, what is your second choice? Well, I hinted at it a little bit when we talked about radio calling contest, but uh, this one, this one is like the epitome of a sponge focused episode to me. So it's from season two and it's called uh, Sponge Goes to the Movies. And it basically involves like him and Pinsky like joining a computer club after like all the other clubs are filled up at the amphitheater and they like somehow connect to this like dial up modem back then, which like blew my mind because the internet came out the same year in 1991. (laughs) So it was like, whoa, Sponge is using his like chunky IBM laptop, which like nobody has back then to like dial into the internet and like reach all these places over the world and 
Pinsky easily abuses that to like get what he wants and then everyone else like piles into the bunk to like make calls to all over uh, different countries. And I actually remember your character Venus Telly called to like uh, Michael Jordan on that hotline, <laughs> which is pretty wild. Yeah. Wow. Um, and um, what, what really stands out to me is that like, even though Sponge didn't feel like he was totally on board at first with like Pinsky setting him up on a blind date, with another girl and this other girl that Pinsky wanted to see from like across the lake at another camp. Uh, it actually turned out pretty great. They all went to the movies together. And then of course, Budnick and Donkey Lips trailed behind with like their video cam to try and catch, you know, footage of it. <laughs> uh, whether that's the blackmail or for entertainment is anyone's guess, but just seeing all the hijinks ensue, them avoiding Ugg um, as he like goes to the movies by coincidence. Right. It's just a, a jolly good time. And I know just Justin actually mentioned this in his uh, Mona's bail mailbag letter that we had in episode 24, where we talked about the two Pete Pete Summer episodes. So it definitely is memorable for that. And also the kiss that he had at the very end with, uh, I think her name was Helga or Olga, one of the two. She's based, she has a similar name to a character on Hey Arnold. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And the way that they, they actually built that, um, movie theater like that that the waiting or like the area before you go in the concessions it's like that that was like they built that on our sound stage so that was really cool and i remember there's that like round circular couch thing and it was like so kind of looked like a sombrero <laughs> yeah it was really cool like yeah that was and then like it's somebody getting to kiss like it's eventually sponge you know that's like a huge huge thing i mean and for us to just be kids there, and it's like, oh my God, he's got to do a kissing scene. Like, that's crazy, you know? Um, but yeah, oh man, that was a lot of fun to do, for sure. It gave me hope to find a girlfriend along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, I did. So, Mission accomplished. Uh, thank goodness. <laughs> well, my second choice, uh, and I did not choose this because of our guest. I chose it prior to... Uh, of Venus being on the episode, but it is Telly and the tennis match. Yeah, I this one really I don't want to say spooked, but because uh, that's not really a good term, but it, it, it left me with this really uncomfortable feeling uh, because of Budnick. Uh, I really loved the way this episode played out because I as a kid, I had a terrible temper, and especially whenever I played games and I lost. Uh, so to see this episode start with Telly losing a tennis match and then she wants a rematch and uh, blames it on the tennis racket, and then everyone's coming out, oh, here, how about this one? And uh, no, no, no. But Nick, what do you have? And uh, then the scene that I was mentioning earlier is when Telly goes into the funk and all the lights are really dim and he's dressed in this nice suit and donkey lips is beside him it's like very much godfather. exactly yeah, yeah. very much like a godfather and it is the coolest and the most eloquent i have ever seen budnick uh he he's not doing any uh flatulence he's not throwing out really uh gross humor he's just being very sophisticated and very very careful with his word choices and then would feign a offense I, I can't i'm giving you this racket and and 
in good faith. And uh, then, of course, the the shoe drops stuff. Oh, but I'll, I have a promise. I'll I'll have a favor that I want you to do for me one day. And uh, then later in the episode, uh, everyone is gambling on uh, who's going to win the, the the match. And then Telly gets all the the favor, and he's like, "Okay, well, I need you to take a dive so I can get all this money." And that was the first time I had ever heard a story like this. And and I was really because I've I've seen the story before of I lost I train I do better and I win I've seen that so many times in kids shows I've never seen the oh I can do better you are doing better great oh we lost oh. Venus wait for Lucy went to go get her tennis racket <laughs> <laughs> she's like wow I remember that I think I need to play now. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, while we're waiting for Venus to reconnect, uh, do you have any thoughts on Telly and the tennis match? Yeah, I really like the scene, like he was saying with Budnick. Um, just, I love when Budnick's just that was that was him at his peak of like maturity. I would say, like he Hi said, there. like um, hey, sorry, it's okay. So yeah, I really, I just think it was a good, a, a good, um, a good story. Um, I, I like the sports elements of the shows and. And uh, Telly was prominent in all of those. Um, she's an elite athlete, and I really loved episodes where she got to show what she could do. And that was a good uh, episode for teaching you a lesson about, you know, the importance integrity. of, yeah, integrity and sportsmanship. And, and what all was that. also cool about that episode is uh, I, it was uh, over the summer, and then we were getting ready to go back and shoot season two. I think that was like the first episode back, and I got tennis lessons. So really? they made sure, yeah, because like I didn't really have any experience playing tennis. So a couple months before that, I was taking tennis lessons every week so that I could look like I could play tennis. And they actually had doubles come in for me. They had two girls be doubles for me. I didn't need doubles, come on. <laughs> come on, come on, please. But yeah, so like that was really cool having my own stunt double. You know, as a kid, like you see that on the roster, it's like, oh, I'm gonna have, you know, and um, but it, it was just awesome that I was able to, uh, like, learn how to play tennis, like from a real instructor, like, and it wasn't like something I had to pay for, like they wanted me to do it, you know, and to really be able to get into a character that that much and do the research and do the hard work so that I could really, you know, come off as as Telly Radford, so. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And you you do a lot of sports things. Do, do, do you still play tennis? Did you stick? Yeah, with it? I mean, right now for me, dodgeball plays a huge part of my life. I'm part of the dodgeball community, so I've been playing for about ten years. So that's just something that keeps me, you know, in that same spirit of things. Um, and you know, people from all sports play dodgeball which is really cool. So you're out there with baseball players, um, you know, football players, basketball players, and people who aren't, who don't play anything at all. And it doesn't matter what you look like. It, you, anybody can be good and anybody can be bad. Just because you're really good at sports doesn't mean you can play dodgeball. And uh, you can, really cannot underestimate anyone because um, anybody can get you out. But for me, dodgeball is, you know, it's been like to, to have to be able to play that team sport 
um, and have that in your life is, is I feel like I'm really lucky as an adult to be able to still like have that much fun where you're yelling and screaming at the top of your lungs and running around and then having, you know, dancing and being crazy. You don't, there's not many places where you get to do that. So for me, dodgeball is that. Um, but like, I still like, I'll play tennis with my boyfriend or um, I definitely try to stay active. We play Frisbee golf a lot. So Frisbee golf is a lot of fun. So anytime I go to any new state or something, I find the Frisbee golf course there. And like, we're getting ready to go to Ohio. So I'm gonna go play Frisbee golf in Ohio, I guess. <laughs> so that'll be fun. But yeah, so I mean, I'm still that camp kid. I feel like, I don't know if I play sports because of Salute Your Shorts or if I was an athlete before or after, like did Salute Your Shorts make me an athlete? I don't know, you know, I can't tell you what came first, but um, I just love staying active. And I think, you know, it's just something you gotta do, especially these days, it's too crazy out there. Like you have to have something to like, you know, break the monotony, you know, just staying inside or just kind of let loose. whatever. Yeah, and, and that, that definitely gives you the opportunity to do it, so. Definitely. Go dodgeball. <laughs> I've had my hand at playing dodgeball back in college because um, RET tried to set the world record in 2008 for like largest dodgeball team. So they literally got the entire campus together, split it in half at the uh, Gordon something stadium. And oh, we wow. just played for like two straight hours until the last person was out. And it was it was amazing, like just to feel like you're part of something bigger. And even if you completely sucked at it and you're the first one out, at least you had the opportunity to like lob a soft, you know, sport ball right. into someone's space and just be like, yeah, take that for, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. cutting me in line at the lunch cafeteria or something like that. It's just like one of those communal sports you can really bond with because yeah. it's just, and I think people, it gets a bad rap because people have this misconception that like, oh, I was, I'm not good at sports or I was always pick last or dodgeball, like it hurt, you know, like, or like, you've got to be, what's wrong with you if you're going to, if you feel like throwing things at people, you know, um, but it's none of that stuff. It's it's like, it's just all fun. And, and, and if, if you play as an adult, it's totally different than when you were a kid. So you don't feel that rejection or whatever, like you would feel like, you know, getting out and that kind of stuff. It's just mm -hmm. all fun and games. So um, I, I definitely recommend trying your local dodgeball league. <laughs> definitely. Actually yeah. makes me wonder what a Salute Your Shorts episode would look like if it was centered around if, dodgeball. If, right? That would be a lot of fun. It would, we could play another camp or something like that. That would be cool. But we did Wild and Crazy Kids. I did an episode of That's Wild right. and Crazy Kids. Yes, you yeah. did. So that was fun, being able to like kind of like be because it was malls. like us against them. Yeah, and it was a mall that I just realized is here. It had just opened, so oh. there like the stores weren't like open really. Like it was, it was like they were just building it. And of course now it's like, it's a regular mall. And it's like, I used to roller skate in this mall. It's so cool to think like, to go. I was like, I, I remember this mall. Like I, I was roller skating down the, you know. So that was pretty cool. But yeah. Definitely. Yeah, isn't it wild to think that when Salute You Shorts was like first on the air and popular, all these big things were happening, like the mall and the birth of the internet. It's just mind boggling to think how far we've come since then. But it's, yeah. always, true to, it's always important to stay true to your roots because it's still, still a special place to go to whether it's and believe it or not when we were shooting uh the la riots happened really? so wow. i live 
I, I live in Inglewood and we were shooting out in the valley. So my parents couldn't come and get me. So I ended up having to stay at Sponge's house. <laughs> and so, cause his mom was my guardian at the time. So I was, I got to spend the night at his house. And I remember his brother coming home and watching me. I was watching like Yo MTV raps or something, you know? And it's just like, yeah, I couldn't even get home. So that that, that was, there was definitely a, like a critical time in our history. Um, like you said, like about the internet and everything. That's just so cool. Yeah, 1991, an important year. Mm-hmm. Wow. A little off topic, but they're bringing yo, MTV raps back right now. I just heard <laughs> wow. I saw a commercial for it. It's coming back. Venus, you want to get on and prove your skills? <laughs> oh, man, right? Oh, man, I would love that. Yo, these go here till you get my drift. Because here's what I'm going to make for a May 2 fix. That's what your mouth is for. In your mouth. That's your door. That's right, you can get them on down. Yeah, mm. one at a time or more if you can. In your mouth. That's the plan. That's where they fit. That's what they're about. But don't your your Mini is part of this complete breakfast that's made you fit. In your mouth. Shoot, you and Sponge should video. go up against each other. <laughs> Man, let's make a video. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what is your second pick? All right. Well, um, so my second pick, depending where you look, is called uh, Donkey Lips and Sponge Way In or Cheap Cheeseburgers in Paradise. Um, my love for Salute Your Shorts, I love that, like I said earlier, when the stakes are really high, um, I love a good heist and they're trying to go get these burgers. Everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Um, there's just the scene at the hut, the burger hut with Ugg and the, and the lady working it. I just I can't get enough of that. I can't get enough of just his performances in general. But I just remember it just cracks me up. And sometimes in situations like when I feel like I'm being a little bit too schmoozy or whatever the word is, you know, I'm I'm kind of keen on a girl and I'm like, you know, I'm like, don't be an ug, don't don't <laughs> keep it together, don't you know? Um, but with with the series, I I feel like uh, everybody on the show the whole cast and all the characters there's something in all the people i grew up with um in all those characters like i can relate to like each character and i always felt like i was the donkey lips and i know breton we've we've talked about that a lot and uh in this episode particularly uh there's a scene where donkey lips is talking about how important this is to him and you know the lobster dinner which seafood's my favorite thing too so there's that but where he says about how his his parents really care a lot because when he brings home trophies that's what's important and that was kind of what was important to my dad was that um you know doing sports and stuff like that so and also at the age that that came out uh or when that came out at that age you're currently i was looking to find myself and my identity and i've always been moderately uh athletic and that's how i fit in with the neighborhood that's you know when the kids would tease you about this or that get me on the basketball court or we'd play football and they're like, Oh, you know, that's how I kind of fit in is where through doing athletic stuff. So that was a big part of it. Um, too, is just how I related to the donkey lips. And I love, I love the budding relationship with him and sponge. Um, they were kind of the lackeys for the group. Everybody's sending them to get their stuff. And they're like, you know what, we're, we're going to get through this together. You know, we don't care if everybody likes us, you know, we're going to do us and we're going to, we're going to do it together. And I got your back and you got mine. And that's 
just really it's a really good friendship episode so i love i love everything about the episode but those are the main points for me that moment where they're uh in the like where donkey lips is wheeling the wheelbarrow and sponges in it on the way to um the burger shack is particularly poignant for me because i feel like that's one of those moments where they they really hit it off together and we don't really see those characters connect much before that like donkey lips starts off as like budnick's right hand man slash muscle uh to help him like bully kids and by this point it's around a little bit after the half point in season one and we just see you know a little bit more character development and a little bit more true colors coming out with all these different characters as we focus certain episodes on one or the other and for this one it's it's definitely a twofer between them because they're both trying out for you know this big wrestling competition and sponge is underweight uh donkey lips is overweight so they're kind of helping each other reach their goals um to do that and it, i really love the heart that goes into all the obstacles that they had to overcome even if they did have to get like massive amount of cheeseburgers for everyone else at the bunk um it actually reminds me while i'm thinking of it of like this this fun little training montage where actually your character venus telly is like helping them ring the bell and having sponge eat bananas while donkey lips is doing laps around and it's playing this like silly saxophone music in the meantime i thought that was a lot of fun and and a highlight of why i enjoyed the the quirkiness of salute your shorts is it my turn? It is your turn. What is uh, one of your other choices? Okay. I love Zeke the Plumber. <laughs> um, we had uh, a reunion in Portland. And it was in a movie theater. And we actually screened that episode. And I was, I mean, because I don't, I haven't really watched the shows like recently. Like, I don't really, like, you guys really know what's going on. Like, you've seen them recently. But um, that episode, seeing that episode again, it was just like, whoa, the concepts here and all the stuff that, like, you know, and then having a dream sequence, you know, and, uh, you know, that was really fun. And just that, that episode, we had a night shoot. So that was like, we got to shoot, I think for, oh, for two nights. And that meant that we got to work like later on in the day, school was over at 4 p.m. So we didn't have to be, we didn't have to be tutored that day really. Um, so it was kind of, and then it was just, it was like a slumber party, like all your friends and it's nighttime. So we were just acting like, you know how you just kind of like, if it's nighttime and you have a bunch of, you know, with kids together, they just kind of go a little bit more crazy. So we kind of, we definitely like, it just had so much fun um, doing that in the woods and having Ugg strung up by his leg. And I mean, usually when people are doing other scenes, you don't stand there and watch, but so much, we were doing so much cool stuff that like you had to watch while they were shooting it because it was so like awesome it was like what and getting you know chased through the woods and if you ever watch any of the gag reel of that it's pretty ridiculous like people forgetting their lines and stuff but it just it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun yeah i mean it's hard not to talk about zeke the plumber when we talk about salute your shorts even if we try to like set it aside to give some of the the lesser known episodes some spotlight time um it's great all around and it's surprisingly dark for salute you shorts like only the second episode in it's like oh we have michael comes to camp hey welcome to camp everyone and then boom right you know right. get hit with this urban legend of like this guy who got his nose bit by a parrot off in in the philippines and he's like a he's like a custodian who like sucks your dreams out of of your head with a plunger and it just reminds me of like 
any any typical are you afraid of the dark monster like what are you doing here zeke you should be on that show not this show right? <laughs> speaking of which do you remember that scene where you like dressed up in that ball gown telly with zeke and you're like i gotta get out of the ball ball yeah 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 <laughs> that was so much fun i mean yeah. it, it's funny because yeah as my character being a tomboy but like and like i am somewhat of a tomboy but i i don't i'm not like I don't hate dresses, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was just fun to be like thinking about like that, you know, like, okay, I'm a tomboy and I, it's like, this is, this is my motivation, you know, it's everything is so clear. But I remember the camera being up really high and like coming in and like, it just, everything felt so dramatic. And like, you know, I, th that really inspired me to become a filmmaker um this too because it's like you get to see like you know the all the different things that they're using the tools and the arms and the how they're accomplishing these shots um that really wanted me to get you know inspired me to get behind the camera but um yeah that's that 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 episode is just so much fun that is an iconic episode yeah, yeah. brett what is your number one well <laughs> i'm 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 going the road less travel with this one and my list because we only were able to pick three if i were able to pick more i'd pick more highlights zeke being one of them um but i like this one because it's a real underdog story and it's from season two and i think justin will actually resonate with it a little bit too because it focuses on donkey lips and it's it's one of those moments where it feels like there's this big grandiose event happening um you know at camp Anawana, and everyone's involved kind of like what we mentioned with dodgeball before except you know everyone has their part to play and then donkey lips has like this big hurdle to overcome literally <laughs> um and he just has to like really prove himself to that he can do these things and that he's not like as like on the sidelines as everyone else would like to label him as so for my final pick i'm actually going to go with capture the flag and that's, uh, that's an episode where they play like a camp-wide game of capture a flag against a rival camp. And Donkey Lips has to like go through this, this training gauntlet with like tires specifically that he can't do. He struggles with that without like tripping on them, which I've tried it before. It is pretty tough if you're not like watching your feet. It's, it's not easy by any means, unless you're like in the military. Um, but I really, I really like that feeling of triumph that like Donkey Lips puts everything out on the line to get the flag for them on the other team and is just able to avoid all of the, you know, opposing team and all the doubts and just really come out on top in the end to, to prove himself worthy. And plus, who doesn't love seeing Budnick getting pelted by, you know, dozens of water balloons at the very end by his fellow bunkmates. It's, it's like the, bow, the cherry on top or the bow on top, whether you prefer. Yeah, anytime we get to throw stuff at people, it was like the whole, everybody got a, everybody was standing there with the balloon or whatever, like it was just, it'd be like the whole cast and crew getting their licks in. So, <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, you got water balloons? Here, let me, let me get in on that before you run out. Hey, you got pies? Ooh, I want to throw one. <laughs> That's awesome. And I mean, and somebody, it was somebody's job to fill up those water balloons, you know? Oh, that episode was, that was so much fun to shoot too. I mean, we were out, we were, I mean, it was like a war sequence almost. So we're out there in the trenches, you know, hiding. And I mean, that's just so, so much fun. 
Definitely. I actually remember Ugg like taking it to the next level like he's a commander and he had like this little model of camp at like the, the lodge and he had the TV with like the radio so you can like patch into Sponge's camera to see everyone. It was a lot of like groundbreaking right. stuff at the time. Right. And he just at, at one point he's just like playing with the little characters like <laughs> you know, just being a kid behind the scenes because we know Ugg is secretly a kid at heart and one of the right one of the kids too it's it's got a lot of great grandiose moments and like arcs coming to a head but it's also got lots of tiny little moments that just give you a breath of fresh air in between my number one which i watching it as a kid and watching it as an adult hits two very different places but uh very much cursed skull was uh one of my favorites uh if if not my favorite uh i know zeke the plumber is is incredibly iconic especially in the 90s nickelodeon community and, and fans of the show love that episode and for good reason but as a kid i don't remember seeing that episode i don't even think they re-aired it after they uh ran it uh, after a few episodes so i don't i never saw it as a kid uh, probably a good thing. I would have been terrified of it. <laughs> I, I, I was a pussycat as a child. I was terrified of everything. Yeah. But uh, this episode, I was a very superstitious kid. Uh, so I was all about, you know, knock on wood, don't break the mirrors and all that kinds of things. And uh, the fact that this episode was all about a skull and then everything starts to go bad. Uh, escalating from just a few spills to something pretty could be really dangerous uh i was really invested but that wasn't what the story was really about it was very much about the girls and it was very much about uh telly and dina and how much the two of them just did not get along and how they were constantly at odds with each other because they were so different and then zz in the middle trying to find a way to make amends and let's let's chill out and um the three of them were forced to go well fo not forced but tricked by budnick and his secret society of the skull gang for the girls to go into this cave and spend the night with the, the skull but it was really about these three people setting aside their differences and learning how to just talk to each other and learn that they have more in common than they would think and you only have 20 minutes to do that and as a kid the superstition part really got to me but it was the how you resolve differences is what stuck with me the most and uh as a kid i had said this earlier i had a terrible temper when i was a kid and i got mad if someone just looked at me wrong and i didn't know how to control my temper and this episode really helped start to change the way i was thinking about how i resolve conflict and um it it's something it, it's a kid show but it's still very much a lesson that needs to be re brought up especially in today's society and i really i love the message of this episode wow i that's like mine as well like i now have to pick another episode <laughs> actually what i want to talk about but we shot that in the batman caves so the caves they're in griffith park um oh, not the... far from the boys and girls camp that we used to shoot shoot at we used to mostly shoot at the boys camp um but 
the the it was the Batman caves. Like what the sixties Batman TV show? The Adam yeah, West and when you oh, see wow. every time you see him driving the, the, the driving through caves, actual caves, that's that's where we shot it. And Dude. yeah, that was so that just that alone. I remember being, you know, at night being there, and there's you know you're there in the caves. That they shot Batman, you know. So that was, cool. That were were you expecting him to show up during your Canada the Clay girl girl scenes, right? <laughs> like behind the junk? <laughs> right, man. I mean, it. Yeah. So that that was really a cool experience. Now I can't really remember much of the episode, like the fact that you're telling all of that part about it. I just remember that the caves were so awesome. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's why I like that one. <laughs> Well, we have good news for uh, Slimesters and Gakoids, along with you, uh, Venus, that uh, we're actually going to be doing a formal episode review of the Cursed Skull for our spooky season um, bunch Ooh. of episodes. Uh, it's actually going to be a Patreon exclusive, but we'll definitely uh, send you a link to that so you can check it out. For sure. Please do. Justin, what is your number one? So I, I, I have to go the obvious route because it's just so important to me, but Zeke the Plumber... Um, I was I got into horror movies at a very young age when this came out and I was watching Nickelodeon and it it came on and I was like like did somebody change the channel like what's happening here and like when I realized I saw the cast and I was like wait like this is like the best of both worlds for me I actually wore my Zeke the Plumber shirt and I have a hey. little uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> figure. very nice that's so cool so I have a, a stuffed Zeke um but yeah, just, I won't, I mean, you could talk all day about this one. You guys have said so much about it. Um, some of my favorite, one of my favorite, my favorite line from the episode is actually from Venus, whenever Telly says, you know, uh, I got to get out of the ball, like Brett was saying. Whenever I'm forced to this day with like a mundane activity, I'm mowing the grass, um, I, I'm stuck at work, I'm stuck in traffic. I just start muttering in my head to myself, I got to get out of the ball. I got to get out of the ball. Oh, like, that's great. So that's like, I, that's, awesome. that's, my, that's the way I express like frustration. Like I need to be going, like get me out of here. Um, I think one of the funniest episode or one of the funniest lines in the episode is from Budnick whenever that he was asked, what's the difference between ruffles and basically like one has ruffles and one doesn't hey what is this it's a bag of potato chips i asked for ruffled potato chips hey what's the difference one has ruffles and the other one doesn't but yeah that's that's i have to at least claim that as being in my top three i have an alternate that i could go with but it's just i don't know i, I think zeke is uh he's iconic to the series even though he was only in one episode it's just when i think of like are you afraid of the dark i think of Zebra the Clown. When I think of Salute Your Shorts, I think of the whole cast, and 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 uh, Zeke the Plumber is right there in the center with them. Like, um, just a just a masterpiece episode. And I, I like that my friends were too scared to watch it with me, so it made me feel like, come on, man, because I was watching like Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff at age four. So yeah, it's hard not to mention Zeke. I mean, another masterful performance by the late kirk bailey uh he was actually zeke the plumber under that mask and man did he look creepy in that thing i don't know what they did with like the lighting or just even where they where they got and, that and mask he he changed his voice for it too mm -hmm. you know so that character i mean and the thing is is like the, because you know like the whole story about him like the whole like you know the origin story 
all of that was provided. So it's like it, it allowed you to like use your imagination and you know, you believe this guy was real. It really enhanced the lore of like the camp. Like it has a dark seedy underbelly that we're just getting a glimpse of thanks to Budnick's ghost story. Like it's almost like what happened at camp before camp became all sunny and cheerful as we know in 1991. And I'm really happy they included this in the series too because when you think of camp, and like I said, I don't have any experience going to camp, but when you think of camp, you think of the daily, you know, the swimming, the activities, but when, when nighttime comes around, I'm sure everybody's telling their ghost stories, you know, so you have to have something included. I had been to, I've been to church camp many, many, many times. And uh, even then at church camps, there's there was still a fire. They still had a campfire off to the side over at another little hut where they actually had concessions. They had a karaoke machine over there, but by the fire pit, they were still telling ghost stories. So yes, very, very much so. Same at Boy Scout camp too. It was hard not to go one night without telling stories for, to people who like couldn't sleep. And we all had like, you know, different campground areas that were segmented off by troop and, you know, a fire pit in the center. So if we didn't have anything else to do, or if we were up late, we'd always just kind of flock to the fire in the center and, you know, just tell some good old stories, either scary ones or just stories that we want to share with other people. And it's a really great chance to bond through it as well. At my camp, I went to, it was called Camp Hollywood. It's still a camp, it's called Camp Hollywood Land. And it was actually where we were shooting. They, they shot, we mostly shot at the boys version of that camp. So I hadn't really been there, but I, I got the opportunity to shoot a lot there. But um, so I, at my camp, it was one thing that I remember that I thought was hilarious was someone would memorize the whole movie, Princess Bride, and play both characters in the scene, the poison scene. So we would sit down and people would like act out that scene perfectly. And it was just like inconceivable. And then, you know, it's like, so, so to have like, yeah. So that was, that was my, that's what, how I remember, you know, camp and we didn't really necessarily have scary stories, but people were, they had that movie memorized and we just couldn't wait to have somebody do their, their impression. That's you know? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful to hear. Yeah. Well, since I stole your number one pick, sorry. <laughs> what is uh, what is your follow up pick? Oh man, I know. I was just looking at the episodes because we talked about the, the, <laughs> the girl. That was really cool. Um, I'm trying to remember. Okay, my dog is. It's okay. No we got a dog, a cat, and a kid that's half yeah. naked on this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing great. My son right, shows up in his shorts. There yeah. we go. Um, man, I, I, oh, do you remember so uh, mail carrier Mona at all? Yes, she was awesome. Christine she Kavanaugh. Was awesome. I mean, and then there was that one in the lake. Um, and that's when, um, Kirk jumps into the lake yep. for her. I mean, we were all standing there and apparently he busted out his eardrum yeah. doing, um, and, but, uh, God, when I go to that lake now, it's so different than when we were shooting there. Um, but that it, that lake was disgusting. It's like it's like you can't see the bottom. I mean, I guess that's how all lakes are. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, kind of brown, but, kind of murky. <laughs> yeah, like you did not want to be in there. And I mean, I I can't believe like I I actually was in that lake. Like, ugh! that one 
the one episode where we had the three-legged race. Yes. So that was yep. a lot of fun. Oh, <laughs> what is that one? It has Pinsky in it, right? Yeah. And I was tied, we were tied together. And yep. there's actually a, a part where we actually jump into the lake. So oh, that, wow. was, that was a very memorable, even though we can't remember this. <laughs> I, I think it's Budnick Loves Dina part fun. one or two, because I just remember everyone getting crutches by the end of the episode. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah Bunnick was, was with was... Uh, Dina on the boat. Yeah. Okay. And I yeah. think we had frogs in an episode. There was like a frog. Oh yeah, it. it's um Counselor Budnick, where like Budnick switches with Ugg, his duties for like backwards weekend. Yeah. And um, it's like warp breath was found by uh, Dina in like her shoe, and then ZZ pulls it out, and then they have like a fight over who takes ownership over it, and they do this like solomon's baby thing where they they like do a chalk ring around it on like a picnic table and you know whoever like takes it as is warp ref's true owner and zz ended up getting it oh man that was yeah that was a uh, definitely a very cool episode um and anytime we got to work with and like getting to work with animals so the animal trainers they brought those frogs for us and of course you have to have like someone there who's in charge they also brought a monkey, a chimpanzee, to the set that day. So I've got some great pictures of me with this holding. Well, they said it was Michael Jackson's Bubbles. It was, and he and Bubbles had gotten too old, and so they were taking care of Bubbles. And so I, there was this chimp with the diaper on this, like to go to work or to, you know wake up and like get to interact like one on one with the chimpanzee. It wasn't like he was in a cage. I mean, they did have a cage for him, but like it was, it was pretty crazy. And that was just because we had frogs on that episode. So it's like it goes a lot deeper than just you know the the experience or just that episode. It was like there's so much other stuff going on that's so cool, you know. Yeah, and that's why we love hearing about people who worked on shows share mm -hmm. their experiences on Splat Attack, no matter what show it is because they always have that little bit of extra behind the scenes uh, knowledge that no one else can seem to dig up. And just it's just pure goal to be able to share that with both the people on air and with our listeners too. Yeah. So thank you for sharing all those stories you've mentioned so far. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, man, working with frogs, like that's so cool. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm a fan of frogs myself. I like right? Green's and my favorite were color. Big, those were big frogs. Like, I've never seen they were. frogs like that since. Like the size of your head, practically. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And for them to have so many, and, and like, it's just, it's just, that's just, I don't know. It's just really fun. So, well, so your last pick then is uh, which of those multiple episodes? <laughs> yes. All of those multiple episodes <laughs> together is my final answer. Yes. Thank which you. we have proven officially now that it's hard to pick just three Salute yes. Shorts episodes yeah. as our favorites because yes. we all love them all. We're yes. just trying to do this for formality's sake and for time's sake. But our secret answer is we love them all. Go watch the series. Yes. There, yes. You, go. there you go. You yeah. win. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, even though we kind of just mentioned it now, uh, of, of course, every Salute Your Shorts episode has their own, you know, beautiful moments to bring to the table. Uh, we do have some honorable mentions that we'd like to mention that, you know, are also memorable, but they didn't quite make our list. So we can just go around real quick and mention, you know, one honorable mention each 
um, and just comment on, you know, why it's still special to us, even though it's not quite, you know, top tier or super, vi super vivid in our minds. Um, and I'll start. Uh, I did have Zeke the plumber on my list, but I didn't want to be like going with the crowd because I knew everyone was going to say Zeke the plumber, Zeke the plumber. It is great, but for the sake of mentioning lesser known episodes, because I like to promote the show, not just Zeke, uh, I actually like Michael and Budnick fake being sick. And for those who don't know, that is simply known as the ice cream episode where they have to stay in the nurse's office after they fake blowing chunks to get out of instructional swim and they put on all this tinfoil to get their TV to work, only to have it like come in in Spanish and all fuzzy. And they really have like a true bonding moment where they get some character development and meet eye to eye. Because for pretty much most of season one, Michael and Budnick immediately had like a rivalry going on because Budnick just didn't like the new kid. He was like all perfect, even though he was like the every kid that viewers at home could relate to. And it, it really gave us a little bit more perspective as to why Budnick has a chip on his shoulders, you know, being having his like dad not being around and his mom like having to work late. And also uh, I think she was like a stewardess on an airline. And, you know, he didn't like having a stand in dad around a stepdad uh, or like his mom's boyfriend. And one thing that he didn't like was like how he would make Budnick do puzzles with them as like a bonding exercise. And yet somehow he was able to use something he didn't like about his, his personal history to an advantage because um, while Budnick and Michael were kind of wrestling with each other, literally and figuratively in that nurse's office while everyone else was like on a trip to the beach, uh, which they never really got to, um, okay. <laughs> they, uh, they ended up doing a puzzle together upside down. And when they flipped it, you got to see all that beautiful ice cream in that puzzle. It must have been like a thousand pieces. And then Budnick just shows up with the lock saying, I cracked the lock. Have at it. We can just dig in like gallons and gallons and gallons of ice cream that the nurse had locked away for like people who had tonsil issues. And I think that started my love of ice cream, I have to say, because that's my earliest memory growing up. I was like three back then. And I just remember, wow ice cream <laughs> this is what it's like to have it just that jubilant feeling of something sweet creamy the cool you off during summer and it just felt like a true victory to not only have them finally get on the same level but to just reap the rewards while everyone else was like busy getting lost in ugg's van so i have to mention that just because it still has a a special place in my heart uh even today well, my, my honorable mention, which I'll, I'll just fly through, but it's not one episode, it's it's two episodes, but it's Budnick Loves Nina, parts one and two. And the, the reason I like that episode so much is just because you get to see a side of Budnick that you normally don't see. It's just, he's vulnerable, and we don't see that often uh, in the series, and I really liked it for that reason. That's all I have to say about that. Um, I have to go with uh, Donkey Lips' crush on Dina. Um, it's one of those fun episodes where everybody's working together. They're trying to solve the clues and uh, trying to get to the end. And and a less fun side, that was the first time I saw on television or somebody my age dealing with having a crush on someone and being disappointed. Um, that felt real. That felt like a real connection of like oh why wait like so other people don't always get what they want to or you know what i mean like that's the first time i saw 
it portrayed in, in like an adult situation like you see like rom-coms and stuff that kind of stuff happen but for kids no one ever i've never seen anybody get their heart broken before and the way that he kind of gets a little subtle win in the end and has her laughing and stuff i just felt like i don't know in that moment i had hope i had hope after the the heartbreak i was like oh you know so if you're just a good person and stick with it and be yourself then maybe there is a chance you know so just a really great episode for that reason alone what about the treasure of sierra madre well i guess that's that your is. honorable mention that's <laughs> right? my episode. honorable mention because i remember the dirt fight where mm. uh, what one thing that stands out in my mind is having my mouth open when someone actually uh. threw thing of dirt in my face like i'll never forget that <laughs> and it's like, that's memorable <laughs> yeah right I mean, but it's like it's like it's scripted so like you gotta keep you gotta stand there and do it again you know it's oh my time gosh. To close your mouth but that's something that just stood out in my mind mainly because i got a mouthful of dirt but um <laughs> but that was also a really cool episode too yeah we got to see lots of uh dancing all around camp Ugh, like painfully manicuring like his baseball lot, field play by play right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, it, was, it was a lot of fun for an early yeah. episode um another fun thing was i think we were playing soccer in one episode anytime like okay so yeah playing soccer there's an episode where i've got to play soccer and there was an episode where i got to throw a baseball and i had it was so funny because i'm not a pitcher so i had to that all night that night i was practicing my throws you know, and not thinking, you know, you got to do an underhand throw for, you know, for softball. It's like, oh, man, I practiced overhand the whole time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was also a lot of fun, too. Definitely. I'm, I'm trying to think what episode it came from. I think it's uh, Bunk Chief Elections. But one of your one of your quotes really stood out is that uh, when life zigs, you got to zag. And you're, like, telling... Um, while playing soccer and like getting the goal to like get her vote for bunk chief elections some candidates with a lot of money who shall remain nameless may zig when they should have zagged leaving themselves way out of position while other candidates know exactly how to put you in scoring position all right solid, solid picks yeah. yeah thank you so much for, for sharing all your me. favorites yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Okay, let's let's get into a speedy round of this or that. This or that, this or that, time to play this or that. Okay, so for this or that, I'm going to ask five questions to each of you, and you just tell me what you prefer, this or that. You can elaborate if you want, or you can just keep it simple. So question one, avoiding Ugg at the movies or avoiding Ugg at the Burger Shack, which do you prefer? Movies. I'm all about the movies. Movies. I'm gonna go Burger Shack because. Are, are you talking about what do I like better, or what would I rather least be caught in? What would you rather encounter, like trying to avoid? I'll get the movies, or trying to avoid? I'll get a Burger Shack. Burger Shack, you have more space to get away, and he was distracted by somebody. So I think the movies was a tight quarters. Mm -hmm. I'm going that. I'm going Burger Shack. I'm going to go with Burger Shack as well, just because, yeah, easy to maneuver. You got a wheelbarrow as your getaway car <laughs> and you got food with you. So you don't even have to go hungry in the way. I mean, it might be harder to get some popcorn with someone behind the counter, uh, not trying to slap your wrist for stealing it. But yeah, Burger Shack. So two to two tied up. 
Uh, question two, Bugnick's guitar or Telly's tennis racket? Telly's tennis racket. I, I'm a rock and roller. I got to go with the guitar. I love guitars. That's that's all I think about while I'm at work. So, yeah, I have to go guitar. I'm actually going to go with tennis racket because I used to play tennis with my father. And this episode would come to mind as I was learning my backhand, which I was very bad at. <laughs> uh, question three, the, the ultimate salute your shorts question. Michael or Pinsky? Michael. If I was at the camp and I had to deal with one of the two of them, I'd rather I'd rather work with Michael. I think Pinsky's way cooler. So by default, I guess I would have to hang out with Michael because I'm not cool enough to hang with Pinsky. Ah. Venus, you? Oh, Pins Pinsky, Pinsky. Gotta love that salami. He's got the famous patented salami, and Ugg is just like over the moon. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes very much. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can't choose. I want to choose, but I can't. So I gotta. Ugh. Pinsky's more fun. Michael's more relatable for me. So. I think I'm gonna to have to go with Michael because of the whole ice cream connection with my with my episode. Uh, Ellen Khan or Thud Mackey? Which troublemaker do you prefer from the show? If if it was between the little uh, bratty girl or the dude who could my tail, girl, Ellen. I like a good practical joke, so I'd rather deal with her. Thud legit scared me when I was a kid. I was like that kid would. He's going to murder this boy, so I was terrified. I'm going to go with the girl. I'm going to go with Ellen as well. She she does have a very mischievous side to her, but she doesn't seem as threatening as Thud. Like, Thud, I feel like, can flatten you like Michael flattened those brownies. <laughs> and finally, question five, or this or that. Season one intro of Salute Your Shorts or the season two intro? They're similar, but they're actually slightly different with both the the shorts raising and the the sequences being filmed to the song. I did not know those 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 were different. The things are different. No way, that's so cool. Oh, you know what else is different in the opening? My name. What what's uh, different? Did you have Venus of Milo Thomas uh, listed for season two? Or yeah. Season one. Okay. That I did not catch. <laughs> My mom was my mom's name is Venus, and so she became an actress. And we couldn't have like, so it was like, well, why don't I put on my last name too, so that you're not the same person? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the difference. I mean, my name didn't really change, and that's so funny because people were like, "Did you get married or something?" Like I was in high school. Like no. I actually yeah. wondered, and ho hopefully you don't mind me asking this question: Is, I, like, have you ever gotten people asking you like? your name relative to like the Venus de Milo like classical art piece because I think that's yeah, like that's Aphrodite in the half shell yeah that you're talking about Botticelli there um yeah look at you <laughs> you really looked it up <laughs> no were, I, were you I, named I, after that I'm yeah I mean well I was my mom's name is Venus like I said so he, in order to like so we're not exactly the same I'm Venus de Milo Thomas and Venus de Milo is a famous statue uh, that's in the Louvre, and I went to go visit that. And there's also like an island of Milos that I kind of want to go to because of my name. I'm actually planning to go to Greece next year. But yeah, there's all that history behind it. So it's like, I really identify with that. And yeah, I mean, I, I got a really cool name. It was not cool when I was young, 
because I was like being his penis, you know. Oh no! <laughs> so, you know, but it's like cruel. as I got older, you know, it was really cool. It was like Venus, if you will. There's like songs that have Venus. I'm your Venus, you know. Right. So, got, you know, it definitely got cooler. But like that Venus, penis, that stayed with me for a long time. <laughs> you guys, you had it tough. I, I'm I'm so sorry you had to deal with that, but I right? do have to say for all those haters who don't know right? better. Your name has aged like fine wine, so be proud of that. That you are That's right. You are the equivalent of amazing classical timeless art. Tell them, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Limesters and Gagoids, if you're hiding out there and you're trying to make fun of your name, get out right? of here. Right? <laughs> get out of here. Don't make fun of me. Please. So, um, let, I mean, we, we can just say it's a draw for this one because I think yeah. they're both great. Yeah, um, they are. But yeah, that's this or that. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, we'd love to hear from our Slimesters and Gakoids, who are our listeners and watchers of Splat Attack. What are some of your favorite Salute Your Shorts episodes or memories? Feel free to email us at splatattack2021 at gmail.com, and we'll read your responses on a future Mona's Mailbag segment. Uh, just want to thank Justin and Venus for being here again and sharing some of their favorite Salute Your Shorts memories. It was a joy to hear like all your experiences and and just growing up tied to all these things. And if you want to plug anything, feel free to do it now. Oh, yeah. I've got a show, an animated show that I did. I'm going to be, it's going to be on Netflix. And uh, look out for it. Follow me on Instagram. I'll let you know when I'm when I'm going to be posting it. And um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's, I get to do a voice, which is something I've always wanted to do. Um, so that's, I'm really looking forward to that. So that's what is be... your, what is your Instagram handle? So everyone can follow so you. So it's, it's my full name. It's Venus underscore DeMilo underscore Thomas. So if you, if you, uh, look at that, um, like me, be, be my friend and, um, you can stay tuned and see some of the cool stuff that I'm going to be doing some very cool stuff coming. So awesome. That sounds very exciting. Venus. Can we thank you? It? Justin, would you like to plug anything? Um, no, I'm I'm not very interesting. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. you're you my friend. Now. You gotta have something you interesting now, about Justin. you. Um, I'm pre I, I'm pretty active on Instagram. My my Instagram's underscore and Justin for all. Um, I love I, that Metallica I, reference, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I post things that I post things that I'm interested in. So maybe you guys are interested in some of the stuff I'm in interested in. Check it out. But yeah. No, have nothing, nothing that you'd be looking forward to coming out. So. Gotcha. <laughs> well, if nothing else, you know, our listeners can chat with you about Salute Your Shorts, as you proved today. You have a wealth of knowledge on, on the show. Yeah, my DMs are open. If you want to talk anything nostalgia, just hit me up. I'm, I, it just makes my day to talk about this stuff. So. Thank you. It was fun walking down memory lane with you guys. Especially you enjoyed it. You know, you guys really know what you're talking about because I, I wouldn't have been lost. I'm like, you know, the one where there was that guy I, with the plunger. <laughs> right, there's a plunger. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> he unclogged the toilet and he found a stuffed hippo. <laughs> right? Oh, gosh. The details. That was horrifying, that scene. Yeah. But, anyways, we digress. Um, with that being said, Alex, will you drain our souped-up slime tank for us, please? I'm going to help Donkey Lips and Sponge bring a wheelbarrow full of burgers back to the bunks. Aye, aye, call Captain. Don't forget Pinsky's salami. You could come in handy warding off Ugg and grab me a burger while you're there. Me, me too! too.
Hurry up, guys. Ugg is on our trail. Watch out. Splash you later, campers. Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. Nighty night. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple. What will we do till then? Chill for a couple. We'll be back. If you're on Nick. And it was time for the superhero to move on. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Bye-bye. Oh,